And hello, welcome to the 90s Galore Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and we are back once again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. I want to take this opportunity to offer some shout-outs to our listeners. Uh, I don't do this often, which I'd like to change. I'm going to start doing this a little, um, I'd like to start, you know, tonight obviously but doing it every uh episode going forward uh, i want to give shout outs to our listeners man um, i want to thank you guys who recently posted a review on itunes uh abp finance thank you for posting five stars and the very kind words on your review uh, also sls and murdoch 2000 you guys rock Thank you guys so much. Five-star reviews. Uh, it's always a pleasure getting feedback from from um, listeners. And, and uh, you know, I'm grateful for this because uh, there is no podcast without an audience, right? I, I don't care what it is, you know, whether you're doing a $100 million blockbuster or the 90s Galore podcast. <laughs> without an audience, uh, there, you don't have a, a show. You don't have anything. So, um, so I, like I said, I'm going to continue doing uh, more shout-outs going forward and, uh, you know, I think that's important to uh, to do. So uh, tonight we have a very special guest, and uh, I'm going back to the basics, so to speak, because lately on the '90s Galore podcast, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, interviews with uh, you know individuals who, who um, you know we've been kind of broke kind of broke away from the the traditional format, and uh, where we don't really haven't really been covering featuring. Uh, movies or music from the 90s, you know, bands or any any artists or what have you. Uh, so tonight we're going to get back to that in, in, in amazing fashion because we have an awesome guest here and um, he happens to be a fellow podcaster, you know, and I'm, I'm very gracious. I'm sorry, very grateful, I should say, for him being gracious. <laughs> but, I try to be gracious. <laughs> Right, and for his time, and then uh, he has his own podcast uh, called "I Know Nothing About Beer," but he really does know a lot about beer, which is a very cool podcast. And uh, you know, he talks about craft beer and the community that surrounds it. He's out of the great state of Texas, dude. Uh, you know my tagline. I dig it. You just take it off from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no problem, Al. Ladies and gentlemen, Al the Brewer. Al, how are you doing, you, man? sir? Oh man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I am now just fully more remembering and feeling the time difference between California and Texas. Now I've got to say, I am not from Texas. I live in Texas, right. but I am not a, uh, a, native. What's it called? A, a native Texan. No, that is not my, um, uh, this is not where I, uh, I, I grew up. This is where I live, and I, you know, I'm fine if somebody from Texas listening to this going, rah, 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 rah. Uh, dude. <laughs> I mean, I just I live here. I like it. I mean, I live in, uh, near Fort Worth. Um, I really like Fort Worth. That's my it's 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 my jam as compared to uh, Dallas. That's just man. Nah. Really? So, but no, I grew up in Southern California near uh, in the Bellflower area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me, man, and you still got that five six two area code. I mean, Man, I love my five six two. My wife even has a three one zero. So we are. Oh. It is. It's just. Oh yeah. I, I think that yeah, means I you're coming I, back at some point. Man, I, I, uh, what is it? Um, at one point in time, I had a seven one four number. I think or five. Yeah, I think I had a seven one four number for a while as well. Oh yeah. OC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that was, um, that was Long Beach as well. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, you're right. You know what's yeah. funny, Al? I remember, do you remember when it was just 714 
and the two one three. Those it was those are the only two. Two one three, man. I haven't heard two one three in so long. Uh, oh man, that's going way back to like the early eighties. It was either there, there, I there, there, there are a few people that are going to remember two one three. Oh yeah, it's still there. You know, but mm. I lived in the seven one four, and I grew up in the Inland Empire. That's how far back. Oh I go. okay. You know, yeah, that's old school, man. I don't know if you remember that. No, no, I got you. I got you. You know, yeah, man. But uh, no, it's definitely. Thank you for being here, Al. I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know you're on a different time zone. And uh, what what time is it? Almost ten o'clock, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a few till ten. And uh, my kids my kids went to bed a while ago. I know you were trying to get your kids to bed earlier, and I was like, no, dude, I feel that. I I know it. It's all good. Yeah, you know that 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 time we just had this daylight saving savings time change. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it just it, kids it throws don't, everything. Kids don't know away. that they don't care. Yeah, they're, no. they're just like it's still light outside. What are you trying to do? Right, right, <laughs> exactly, man. And then they're up at uh, this morning. They were up at four thirty a.m. And so oh, yeah, really? it's, it's been a long day, man. And <laughs> you know, oh uh, man. But hey, I wanted to have kids, right? <laughs> Oh, shit, yeah. oh yeah man but yeah like i said al you're, you're here man and thank you so much it's been kind of a long well, time coming I, what's that man i'm so excited to do this i'm so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight it is something near and dear to my heart absolutely man same here you know um but you know we were talking about aaron shout out to aaron birch huh, mr birch yes yeah he's a friend know, of the 90s dollar podcast yeah, yes, he is. You know, and uh, yeah, so you guys went to Pepperdine together, huh? Yeah, so um, I knew Aaron from, um, we went to the same denomination of church. Okay. And uh, we, our, our churches, there were about five of these churches that were kind of connected. It was the Church of Christ in Southern California. So we went to the University Church of Christ. Um, I went to the Long Beach Church of Christ, and there were these about five or six of these Church of Christ that just kind of, the youth groups just knew each other. This is way pre-internet days, so <laughs> the only time that you got to see each other was really when you went to church camp. And so there was one church camp that I remember, uh, I don't know if this is the, the first time that we met, but I remember him being there. And then um, I remember at Pepperdine, we were there, I think he was either junior or senior my freshman year. And I remember hanging out with him there. And okay. then um, I remember all of his bands. The uh-huh. same band went through like three different names. So uh, what we was talking about, uh, uh, The Good Cheer, Aria Decline, GCFC. Like I remember, I may even have like an Aria Decline CD somewhere. Oh, wow. Um, some, somewhere way back there. I know I, have a, I had an Aria Decline shirt for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've known Aaron for a long time. He, um, I recorded a song called screw this crap called love at his place. Um, Wait, say that again? way back when the, it was a screw. song called screw this crap called love. I don't even know if he remembers it or not. Oh, okay. Mm. I like that. I like that name. <laughs> but I, re- I recorded that at his, uh, at his home studio and, uh, it was, it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, so was that, shout out to Aaron. Absolutely, man. Now that song wasn't um, recorded after you got married, right? No, that was, <laughs> that was me as uh, an idiot college student. Uh, okay, yeah. just checking, man. Just yeah. checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but definitely, man. Aaron, uh, he came on uh, about 
Yeah, I want to say a little over a month ago, and uh, we recorded out in Ventura. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you're familiar with his uh, with his facility there. He's got his um, his, his studio and uh, you know all of his equipment. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun coming up there and uh, recording. Uh, we recorded. No, I, uh, I was uh, Pinkerton from uh, the album Pinkerton from uh, uh, Weezer. Yeah. Yes, and um, that is my favorite Weezer album. So I, I definitely listened oh, through that full episode sweet. and was and was uh, loving what you guys were talking about because no, that's that's just my favorite. I think there's 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 Weezer fans that are if you're a Pinkerton Weezer fan, you're in one basket. If you are not a you know if you like Weezer but are like man Pinkerton, it's just like you you're you're all in the other basket. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, two different fan bases. It seems like pretty much, yeah. Right, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. But yeah, like speaking of podcasts, man, I, I was uh, listening to your Save the World episode, Save the World Brewing. Oh me. yeah, Save the World Brewing. They're great people. I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah, it was a great episode, man. I really enjoyed that. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks. Yeah, they're just really just a cool couple um, that have a brewery out in uh, Marble Falls here in Texas, and they are just such a wonderful. They were hosted my wife and I and um, they, they were just such a blast to talk to yeah definitely I was, I was uh, picking up on all kinds of stuff and by the way I like your uh, that little guitar riff in your intro man a little bluesy riff <laughs> it, it makes um, me want to crack open a, a cold one man and just relax and just listen to I, it yeah that came about because I was uh, when I was thinking about doing this podcast I was like well I'm going to need intro music and I just picked up my guitar and was like hey, yeah that'll be it alright cool <laughs> all those and then I went to buddy Huh? That's yeah, you, that's you playing it. Oh, very yeah, cool. that okay. was just me. I, I I noodled around for about fifteen twenty minutes. I'm like, that, that that'll work, and that just kind of became it. So, oh shoot, I got to get you to uh, maybe <laughs> put something together for me, man. I need a I need an intro song. I need something, man. So well, I went to my buddy's place to record it, so that's why it sounds so good. But yeah, that is me playing. Yeah, very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, that's 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 nice. That's nice. But I learned so much about brewing that on that from that episode, man. The industry. Oh, no, thanks. Little, yeah, no, no. The little nuggets of info that you guys uh, that you guys were throwing out there. Uh, you know, for example, the the Belgian triple. I, I, I didn't know anything about that. And hot hot forward, sours. You know, stout stout forwards. And I was loving all the technical jargon, man. That was cool. Yeah, and I. Um I really tried to make my, my podcast as educational as possible. Uh, I think the, the world of craft beer, um, you can definitely get lost. It's its own little subculture. So if you don't know the lingo, if you don't know um, the little underlying rules, uh, not that there's a lot, but there's definitely things about it that if you if you don't know it, and that's my cat, by the way. Um, if any of your <laughs> listeners are looking for a cat, uh, or wanting to adopt a Russian blue, let me know. Uh, Al the Brewer on Instagram. I'm more than happy to ship it away. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to do that because he always interrupts my podcast. Hey, um, you never know when someone's looking for a cat, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, we're. I I I I think that the world of brewing has so many little. Uh, has a lot of vocabulary, just like any other subculture. So I uh-huh. really try to explain those things when they come about. Um, a lot of the other episodes on the the podcast, I talked to some home brewers, I talked to people in the beer industry, and so when I talk to them and they come up to a uh, some word that like I know, and I know that we're talking in the same lingo, but I'm like, if someone doesn't know this, let me just stop and explain what it what this means. Uh-huh. Um, 
So I really try to do that through my podcast. No, it definitely comes across, man. Yeah, it was hmm. it was an educational experience Thanks. for me, man. And Thanks. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you were on location too, right? I think you were at their brewery or, yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, and I actually got to go to the brewery on that one, and that is also part of what made it so special. Uh, is because um, they invited me to come on down, and so I, I was like, oh, sure, yeah, of course, I'm gonna, you know, go down there. Yeah, it was um, it was a lot of fun. It's a great brewery. Um, I don't know how many of your listeners are in Texas, but um, hit them up. They're a great spot. Uh, their beers their beers are excellent. Uh, very very well made. Um, they've got a great look, uh, a great facility for hosting people. Um, mm. Actually, when we were there, there was a wedding going on. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> it yeah, was it was, such a, yeah, oh, it was great. Uh huh. Yeah, there was a lot of st- activity in the background. But, uh, but I yeah, think it made, yeah, it added to the, uh, you know, it really complemented the, the podcast, the, that particular episode, man. You know, uh, yeah, Thanks. you think beer, you think, uh, you know, ambiance, party, you know, lively entertainment, stuff like that, man. So I think it kind of complemented it really well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's um, recording on location can be interesting. Um, a lot of my podcasts, especially my first season, are recorded at a, a brewery near here called um, Turning Point Beer, uh, Turning Point Beer, and it's a great spot, but, um, and this is just the AV guy in me. Um, it's, it's, it's just such a fight when you've got a lot of noise in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so even right now, like I think of like, okay, how's my level? You know, I've got right. my noisy air conditioner going on right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people can hear my cat or not. So that's the AV side of me. So when I'm recording on location, it's, it's a whole other world of stress and fun, uh, all sure. put together. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I hear you, man. It's uh, but definitely that was a cool episode, man. And uh, and by the way, are, how far are you from Denton? Denton, uh, I'm about um, it's about an hour drive north. Okay, depending right. on traffic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you, it's it's not it's close enough to be just far enough. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Denton. Gotcha. Like, you've got to have a good reason. It, it's the equivalent. Like, where did you say you live? Simi Valley. Simi Valley. It's the equivalent of, like, um, how would I put it? Uh, Long Beach to know, downtown LA? Yeah, something like that. Or, like, you're in Simi Valley. So, like, getting out to, like, like Ventura, you know? Uh-huh. You can get there. I see. You know, if traffic's good, it'll take you an hour-ish. You know, yeah, but do you, I mean, you gotta have a reason to get out to Ventura, you know, <laughs> I hear, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and when did you start your par- podcast? Uh, you know, I was just looking that up. I was like, how long have I been doing this podcast? Um, <laughs> in March, it'll be uh end of March will be a year. So March 31st was my first release of, uh, was when I first released the, uh, my first episode. Oh. Um, yeah. And, okay. um, I might have been going on longer. <laughs> I yeah. was like, wait, I've been doing a lot with this. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, it's been about a year. Okay. And uh, I've been thinking about a podcast like this uh, for a couple of years. And then um, I work for, I'm going to just say a major airline. Um, I don't want to give it away just in case some lawyer hears this for some oh, other reason. But um, I, was, I work for an airline. I was uh, flying standby. And... Um, I uh, had a couple hours on my hand and I knew I had been, I'd had this idea of a podcast in my head. So I grabbed a, a couple of moleskins from the shop next uh, to, what was that? Terminal 
four, like gate, like 52 at LAX. Uh-huh. And I just opened up one of the moleskin, and I think the first thing I wrote is, what do I call this? Oh. And then the next thing I think I wrote was, I know nothing about beer. <laughs> and then I just started going from there. And then in about uh, two or three hours, I had the basis for my uh, podcast. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's changed a little bit, but uh, I mean, the, the bones are still in that book. For sure. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great uh, I like that idea that concept man. It's, um, I I think uh, I haven't really you know explored on that particular um, you know topic, but mm-hmm. I imagine there's a, there's a there's probably a handful of, of uh, podcasts that that are doing a similar topic to yours. Uh, or have you have you seen that or? So I here's what I, there's a lot of beer podcasts okay. out there. I mean, okay. there's a lot of podcasts out there. Period. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, there's just a ton. Hundreds of thousands. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. Um, a lot of the podcasts that are beer-centered tend to be two or three dudes opening up the beer, and then they start talking about the beer, and then uh. they go into sports or whatever's going on in their lives, which is not a bad thing. And those there's some of those that are really, really popular. Yeah. Um, and I try not to be that. Um, my pot, my my podcast episodes, I really try. Um, I, I don't mind conversation to kind of wander, but I try to always make it get back to something beer related. So it's not that my podcast is every single minute of every single you know episode is beer focused, but I do try to make it so that when you've come away from the episode, you've learned something about beer. Awesome. Um, you know, I don't really do beer reviews. Um, I did this really fun episode where um, I did um, hop comparisons. So I took different, uh, I, uh, there's a guy that does this, um, shout out to Hop of the Month. And uh, he does home delivery uh, hops uh, hops for home brewers. Okay. And uh, like, a, like a subscription for hops. So every month you get a couple of different new hops. And hops are the things that add the bitterness and uh, a lot of and can add a lot of flavor to the beer, and so we literally sat with like I don't know maybe like five or six different types of hops and ground them up in our hands and smelled them, and then did this. Uh, we made a tea from the hops so that you could really get the smell of them, and uh, I've never done that before, and it was just a blast. Now that is in beer nerddom, um, <laughs> like supreme, and I get that, uh-huh. but there's so much that you can learn from um, just trying a new experience. I think the other thing about it is I just want people to experience something new. Um, Cause you don't have to do that with hops. You can do that with just take five different tea bags mm. and you can, you'll, you'll get five different sensations. It's just more right. of uh, analyzing um, just the, the things that you come in, uh, analyzing those things that you're just passionate about. Gotcha. Um, and really just diving deep into that. For me, beer is one of those things. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's a it's a whole different uh, world, man. Be a beer and you know breweries, microbreweries, and uh, yeah, you know, and, and I I could tell that you were very knowledgeable just based on that one episode, man. And I was picking um, up all kinds of stuff. I was like, oh wow, that's it's just like wow, it's a whole <laughs> whole new world. I was really uh, you know impressed with. Uh, but I definitely, um, you know, I want to check out more of your podcast, man, so I can get more educated. Thanks. Um, I, I I know that it says I know nothing about beer, 
And I mean, I've been into beer for, I think since 2000, I, I started actually diving into craft beer about 2007. So it's been okay. uh, about 12, 13 years that I've been into craft beer. And it's not that I know zero about craft beer. I, I know that the name of the podcast is that, but it, it's one of those things where, um, my favorite types of experts and my favorite type of people that, uh, teachers are the ones that feel like they're always have something more to learn from their favorite subject. Um, I never want to feel like I know beer. Like I always want to feel like I've got something more to learn. Right. Right. Um, and the way that I, um, think about beer, uh, the same way I think about, uh, the guitar, because I, 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 I love the guitar. I think it's a, it's a beautiful instrument. Um, uh, same thing with theology. I love theology. I love diving deep into a, a really fun book on theology. Um, and oh, okay. it's, it's one of those things where the more I learn about it, the more questions I have. And just the more I feel like I'm, the, the, the borders have expanded. And there's more in the gray that I'm like, wait, what, what is that over there now? Um, and I love just exploring these things. And, I, and you know, those are my main three. I could have started a, a podcast about any one of those three. Uh-huh. Um, and so beer is kind of the community that I'm most involved in here uh, in Texas. And it's one of those things that, um, you know, I, I've got a really, I've gotten some of the better connections too. And uh, it's something that's a, just a part of my, you know, same thing with the guitar and, and, and theology to one to some extent, but um, it's something that's just a, a big part of my life right now. Yeah, that's, uh, mm-hmm. it could have been any one of those three, huh? But it, but it sounds like it's got to be something uh, you're passionate about, right? And, oh, absolutely. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah it's got to be. It's got to be that, man. At least for me, you know, I'm the type of person that, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't fake it, man. And I, I have to be enjoy what I'm talking about. I have to like it, you know. Yeah. I have to want to yeah, spend yeah. time. Spend time. Uh, you know, if I'm going to be spending time, extra time on something, yeah, it better be something I like, you know. But you, mm-hmm. I hear you, Al. That's right. Yeah, you know, it makes perfect sense, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, I think podcasts are just a great vehicle, um, to put it out there because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do, I I check some stats and part of why I want to move to a different uh, hosting site and all that, just to get a little better stats of who's actually listening, um, or how many people are actually listening. Cause I really don't have a great idea of how many people listen. Um, but, um, it's, it's one of these things where I've just got it in my head. And I've got to get it out. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that, that's just part of having this podcast is just going. I just need to get it out. I just need to get these thoughts on something else because they're in my head, yes. and I just they just keep bouncing around. And, and once they're recorded, once they're done, uh, it's kind of like a song. Once I've got that song out there, it could bug me for a long time, and I can work on it, work on. It. Once it's done, it's like okay, there it is. And keep moving. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, no, same here, man. It's, uh, you have that thirst to want to, you know, get, like you said, get the word out and let others know what you're mm-hmm. thinking. Um, just connect with, with the, with the audience. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love doing this, man. This is really fun. Podcasting is super yeah. fun, man. And it is. You know what it I mean? It really is. <laughs> it's super fun. And, uh, yeah. And, it, again, it goes back to enjoying what you're talking about just mm-hmm. to, from the heart, you know? So Yeah. 
Definitely, man. But so, Al, let's get into Jurassic Park, man. What do you think? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited about this. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I rewatched it last night. I know we can talk about that a little bit uh, later. Yeah, please. But, uh, oh, man. Such I, a great movie. Same here. I love it. Yeah. It is, it is a movie, it is a summer blockbuster supreme. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, let's, let's get into it. (laughs) And I'm pouring the rest of my beer here. So nice, nice. No, please, please do man. Cheers. And cheers. uh, I'm drinking a little Sierra Nevada pale ale, which is uh, just an amazing beer. Nice. Nice. Mm. You know, I was, uh, so yeah, I, I got myself geared up and prepped. For this episode, mm-hmm. man, I went back and watched it, um, and yeah, I, I hadn't seen that movie in, I don't know, long time, man, long time. It had not been, it, I, I would guess I watched that movie at least once a year, maybe twice. Still? But it just, it, yeah, it's it's just such a great movie. Uh-huh. I, I, I really do love watching that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, you know, directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, released on mm-hmm. June 9th. 1993, L. Now, where were you in 1993? So, 1993, I was, I was thinking about this. I think I was in sixth grade. Um, just, I, I think I just started or ended sixth grade. And I went and saw this movie. My, cause, uh, let, me, let me preface this real quick. I am a dinosaur nerd. Um, <laughs> and I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a paleontologist at like age six. Like I, it wasn't even that I like like dinosaurs. Like I was like, okay, what's my career path to becoming a paleontologist, the guy that actually studies dinosaurs? Like that's why I wanted to go to college when I was in kindergarten was so I could become a paleontologist. Like wow. that was my dream. Okay. And so um, all my whole childhood loved studying dinosaurs. Went to La Brea Tar Pits out, um, you know, out there in Southern California. You know, more than a few times. Um, I loved, um, anything and everything dinosaurs since I was, since I was just literally before kindergarten, I had memorized a deck of dinosaur flashcards, knew how to say everything correctly, <laughs> uh, corrected a tour guide one time on a museum trip. Um, I was that like dinosaur nerd kid. So, yeah. um, I remember reading the book Jurassic Park. Because it had that skeleton of a T-Rex on it. I was like, oh, this looks cool. Then it said, made, you know, going to be made into a movie. And so I read that book in, you know, it must have been sixth grade uh-huh. or so. Okay. You were and, uh, and then it was a, uh, I, was, I was reading it. I was like, you know, because it, it's very graphic at times. I was like, whoa, this is cool. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this in a movie. Uh-huh. Um, and then I remember, it wasn't opening weekend that we went, but it was close to it. And my family was kind of broke, so we didn't go see movies together as a family all that often. Uh-huh. Um, but we all went together, and they had like you know trash bags that were like made to make things look just like a little more um, like dark. And uh, they had like jungle plants and all this yeah. other fun stuff set up. Oh, it was so cool! Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, just going to see it. Absolutely. And you you grew up near uh, Bellflower, right? What what city exactly? <laughs> No, no, I grew up in Bellflower. Oh, it's in Bellflower, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. in Bellflower, just off of Rosecrans. Bellflower High? Where'd you go? Yeah, man, Bellflower High. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. way back when. Absolutely. No, yeah. I, think I, I think I got you, man. I think I was, well, I was a junior in high school. 
Okay. In 93 when it came out. And, uh, yeah, we did go to the opening weekend, man. And I, I remember, um, yeah, I was excited to watch this movie, man. You know, it was so groundbreaking on, on so many levels, you know, special effects, mm-hmm. the marketing. I mean, there were, like, deals made with over 100 companies to market over 1,000 products. Oh, dude, they saw the money. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, when, when, when uh, what is it, De Niro says we're going to make a fortune, and they're looking at the Brachiosaurus. I mean, that's just one of these moments where, like, they all were like, no, we're going to make a fortune on this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? And I remember McDonald's had their dino-sized meals and, you know. Everything uh, Everything had that Jurassic Park uh, Jurassic Park font. Everything was dino-something. The logo. Um, yeah, and I just remember, like, everything dinosaur was so much, so bigger. at the, Not bigger, but it was like everything dinosaur just became, everything just became more dinosaur. Yeah. Um, at that time, which was, I mean, for me, I, I was in heaven. I was just like, there's more dinosaur stuff out. Um, there's more stuff that you could watch everything on TV. There was just, everything had something to do about dinosaurs. Right. Um, right. because I also just loved learning about dinosaurs. I mean, the movie was fun. Um, but it gave you like the most, um, and not the most real, but the most present version of, of these animals, yes. you know, yes. um, everybody had seen drawings of a T-Rex. Everybody knew what a, what a quote T-Rex was, Yeah. but then you see Jurassic Park and now everybody's reaction, like what is a T-Rex? It's the Jurassic Park T-Rex, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then, like you said, you know, everybody had a, an idea of what a T-Rex looked like because, you know, the books and, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, museums or what have you. But now here is here's this movie and it's showing you like a live T-Rex. This is what a T-Rex actually looks like when it's alive, when it's moving, yeah. when it's in action, you know, and it's when it's in its uh, habitat. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, and I know that it was a it was a dramatic interpretation, but they yeah. did have you know um, actual paleontologists uh, you know giving advice, and there's of course artistic license because I mean velociraptors really they were not much higher than a dog. Velociraptors are not oh, huge. Really? No, they're they're actually kind of small. Um, now a Dinonychus, that's much more what. A what we what you would look at and think of like as a velociraptor, uh-huh. but a velociraptor really it's smaller, about three feet tall. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to mess with a velociraptor, three <laughs> foot tall, you know, looking lizard that can, you know, slice you up pretty bad. No, um, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, what what sounds cooler, you know, Dinonychus or velociraptor? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Or you know, this short isn't it a raptor for short? Generally, it's it's the, the people call them raptors. Yeah, I mean, that's, raptors. I mean, like, yeah, and that's that's what they call it in there. And again, that's you again, Dinonychus or raptor. <laughs> raptor is going to sell, you know. Dinonychus. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so, like I mean, that. that's 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 the the larger, bigger brother of the dino of the of the raptor of the Velociraptor. Oh, okay. Um, same, yeah, same breed, or uh, I guess I don't know what you would call it. Same category. It's, it's in the, I think it's in the same, same family. I, I, they're separated by millions of years, but they're <laughs> the same type of animal. Put it that way. Okay. Yeah. 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 Man, dinosaurs are fascinating, man. Just fascinating. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, growing up as a kid, right? You're, you're, you know, you're going, through, you're looking at books, you're going to museums, and I remember just thinking, mm-hmm. man, it's just I can't believe these things once lived. Um, you know, it's just, uh, wild. 
Yeah. yeah, if there's if there's something that still brings about like childlike wonder to me, it's dinosaurs. Sure. Um, I was at the uh, Perot Museum here in uh, in Dallas um, not too long ago, and they had uh, they've got a really nice little dinosaur exhibit, and I think I just stared at the the the, the fossils. Um, I mean, I just stood under a couple of them, just looking at it, going like. That's insane that this was an actual animal. Because uh, I think they have a, a Quetzalcoatl, um, like the largest thing to ever fly. I mean, this thing's wingspan is like 40 feet. Jeez. And uh, yeah, it, it's huge. It's a big, it's a big thing. Um, Related to a pterodactyl? By any chance? Yeah, the same. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a pterosaur. It's, they're not technically dinosaurs, but they live during the age of dinosaurs. Okay. And uh, the thing is, it's, it's ginormous. I mean, it just, um, forty foot wingspan. I mean, I think it stood something like fifteen feet tall. I mean, wow. you would you would look at Jeez. it, you would think like I, I'm going to be at snack. That's what it is. Right. And um, it it would actually, you know, they the thing could fly. Something forty feet long wingspan could just fly, and okay. it was a living thing. That to me, I just stood underneath that, just like, Are you kidding me? This thing was flying around picking off other dinosaurs. Like, oh, it just, yeah. Fascinating. It's incredible to me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah. yeah, it's again, fascinating when you just start looking at their, you know, their, their, their physical, um, their measurements, their, their statistics and how huge mm-hmm. and large they were, man. It's just, uh, yeah. You know, but um, but so Jurassic Park, man, it, it was it cost six, about sixty five million dollars to make, and it grossed over a billion dollars now, which was the highest grossing movie at the time before um, Titanic eclipsed Middle it. Middle Titanic, yeah. yeah. And now the highest grossing movie is what? Can, can you guess that one? You probably know. Um, that. It's got to be like one of the Avengers movies or something like that. Yeah, Avengers Endgame. Which yeah. I mean, I get it. Like they make. You know, how many of those movies over like 15 years? I get yeah. everyone wants to see the end of that. Right. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, Jurassic Park, this first movie, and I mean, they know they made others, but I don't, I don't even want to talk about those right now. Um, <laughs> that this one movie captured so much attention, um, you know, based on the fact that it was dinosaurs. You yeah. know, everybody couldn't wait to see the dinosaurs on the screen. Right. Yeah. Right, no, definitely, man, and and I think Jer- and Jurassic Park is like number forty on the list behind uh, Despicable Me Three. Believe it or not, <laughs> now well, and I, yeah, and I I know that now, um, but also Jurassic Park, while it was PG thirteen, was not supposed to be a kids movie. Like you know, um, I know kids went to see it. My brother, who's six years younger than me, went to see it mm-hmm. with like my whole family went together to see it. My my uh-huh. sister's a I think like 16 months, 18 months younger than me. My brother's six years younger than me. And there was a, the part with the Dilophosaurus where the, the, the crest comes out and, you know, yeah. takes on Nedry. Um, my mom went to cover his eyes and full on like poked him in the eye. Oh, and he was like, ah, you know, he could see it. He's, you know, my mom's trying to shush him. He's like crying. And, um, yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it was not meant for kids. But I, I'm sure, you know, so many kids saw that. I get why Despicable 3, also Despicable 3, 
you know, that had a whole franchise around it. It has a whole, you know, kids, family friendly, you know, kids want to see it. Uh, this movie was a just block, you know, summer blockbuster thriller. Um, yeah. sci-fi even. Yeah. Yo, definitely, definitely, man. Yeah, it came yeah. in right before it was released right before the summer started, man. It was yeah, it jump started the summer and, mm-hmm. and, and definitely, man. It was definitely I was, I was actually looking like what else opened up in uh June of 93. Uh-huh. And I don't know a lot of these movies. Uh Guilty as Sin apparently. I don't know anything about that. Uh What's Love Got to Do with It? Oh, um, yeah. Tina Turner. The last yeah, the last action hero opened up the next week, and then um, Sleepless in Seattle as well. Oh my goodness! I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. Did you say uh, the last action hero with yeah. Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, he was a big star at this time too. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, man, you're bringing back some memories, L. Jeez. Yeah, I, I remember all those. I don't remember. I vaguely remember Guilty of Sin. But uh, I, I have no idea. There's a couple other ones: Body Snatchers, Dennis the Menace, Boxing Helena. I never heard of that. The Firm. Wow. Oh, yeah, The Firm with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one. yeah. See, and here's the, I'm not a big movie guy. Like, I like my movies, uh-huh. but other than that, like, I mean, I going to school in, in you know college in Malibu. I'm sure I passed up celebrities. Like, I'm sure there's celebrities that I passed by and I had no clue about. I don't. I'm, I don't care. There are very few celebrities that I would think I'd ever like care about. Uh-huh. I, I really do mean that. Like I was uh, at Pepperdine. Um, there was a time I was working out at one of the gyms on campus and uh, this big dude walks in and he kind of looks around and then he's like, he kind of gives like an okay. And I'm like, what is this dude doing? And then and I have my glasses off and then in walks this like, you know, this, this young lady and this dude and, someone else and i'm like all right whatever uh-huh. and again i've got my glasses off and uh and this is you know my college year so the early 2000s and uh people are like making a fuss about it and it's a really small gym like the, the gym there's two gyms at pepperdine the one on uh, uh, the top of the campus is really small and uh not i mean just a couple of machines workout machines things like that and i put on my glasses i'm like who is that and i'm like on the bike doing something like Oh, that's Britney Spears. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of keep on going. Everybody else, okay, you get this. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about celebrities. There, yeah. there are very few that would ever make me go, "Ooh, I need to," you know, go, go you know, get nervous around or anything uh, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel. I think uh, for me, I think uh, I feel the same way, man. But I think if I ever saw Al Pacino or like Robert De Niro out somewhere. I think I don't know. I have to be honest, man. I, I think I would have get that starstruck uh, thing going, and uh, I, I would I would probably you know. see them and go like, "Oh, cool!" Now Jeff Goldblum, I might be like, "Hold on a second, Jeff Goldblum. wait a minute here, <laughs> hold on, I need to talk to you." Oh, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> the sex symbol of, of Jurassic Park, you know. I mean, who throb. doesn't love shirtless Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> <laughs> were they going for that? Do you think so? I mean, I have no idea. That scene where like he is in that moment and with the shirt off. Yeah, and I know he's all injured. And he's laying down, I like just, kind of posing. I, I don't know. How he's got blood that on him. He's sweating. The, I don't know how that made it into the film, but when a friend pointed me out, pointed that out to me, <laughs> I could not help but just start laughing at yeah. like how. Yeah, I, I just, I love it. 
I, I, I noticed yeah. that uh, last night when I was watching it. I was like, what the heck? I, <laughs> totally, yeah. You know, I, I again, I hadn't seen it in years, and here I am, you know, uh, a lot older, a lot wiser now, you know, and, and I just noticed, you know, and I just, wow. Was, that, was, that, yeah. were, they, were they going for Mr. Heartthrob there? You know, I, I was laughing, man. I was yeah, laughing. Yeah. I, I just that that scene. I've seen uh, there are a lot of memes around that 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 frame, you know, where he's shirtless. Oh, and right. there's one that I love where like his fingers pointed out, and there's a butterfly that is on it. And I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. That's yeah, man. That's <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum, the, the sex symbol. Anyways, man. But but so they they the book was. I mean, the movie was adapted. Uh, by the, uh, the book of the same name, right? Written by Michael yeah. Crichton. And, uh, you know, what I just, I just remember and, being blown away by the, the special effects and, you know, the, the realism of it, it was cool. Yeah. You know, there was, it's Hollywood, mm-hmm. it's, it's special effects. And, uh, but you know, the whole story was realistic. How the, you know, how they created these dinosaurs through mosquito DNA and they, you know, they filled in the gaps with, with this frog DNA and, you know, how they, yeah. they created them in the movie and the story. I thought that was pretty cool. It was, it was kind of believable, you know? Well, Crichton, Crichton's a really cool writer for, I've read more, I've read a few of Michael Crichton's books and what he does is he really loves to dive into the science of something. So like the Andromeda strain where it's a, uh, it's a, it's a life form that is not carbon based, um, but I think it's arsenic based. Um, You know, you got uh, the one about the, the really intelligent monkeys, Congo, I think. And then, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that I, I, uh, I've yeah. been a while, but the thing that makes Jurassic Park so smart is that how you get the dinosaurs. You know, that was the question that that you know that as you're doing that little tour in Jurassic Park that explains everything. That yes. that is what I love about how Spielberg explains it um, because the book goes into it in much more detail. But oh. um, how you get the dinosaurs? Right. You know, it's not like uh, the you know the Valley of Guanji where they're like still sitting. Do you know what I'm talking about, Valley of Guanji? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, where you know cowboys come across an entrance and then you know you know you've got uh, an allosaurus running through uh, uh-huh. a cave. Yes. It's it's something that seems so well thought of that you can't help but go, could you do it? Exactly. That's the other magic of Jurassic Park. It's like, <laughs> could this happen? You know, because Valley of Guanji, you know, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, all these other movies that like uh-huh. deal with dinosaurs, they're all in the realm of, of like real, of like, I'll put it, um, of, uh, of fantasy. Yes. Whereas this one makes a distinction of being science fiction, um, which is, is, a half step away from being like science fact, you know, everything that happens in Jurassic park when it comes to the science is well, especially in the books, well explained out. And in the, and in the, um, the movie, they talk about filling the holes with, with frog DNA and they got all the, that all that, but really that idea is so ingenious because it allows you to take the next natural steps down that path. You know, um, Yes. The fact that there were mosquitoes in Ember. Um, and believe me, there's no geneticist in the world that is looking at that going like, huh, yeah, that could, that's really going to happen that way. Because, you know, 65 million years later, DNA is gone. It's done. But it left such a, uh, a, a 
doorstep into that it could happen. Right. You know, and let you down that path of this could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of the magic of Jurassic Park is that it really allows you to envision this could be something that happens. Exactly. I like how you meant, um, you said that it, it could, it, it, it basically categorized, uh, it categorized itself as uh, science fiction rather than fantasy. You know, it really made that distinction and, yeah. you know, and, and that's what it what That's the thing about Jurassic Park. I remember watching it, man. I remember when I went to see it, I, I totally remember how it, you know, that when it, when they take you through that tour and, and explain how they, they created these dinosaurs, how it just, all that, mm-hmm. all that, process just really pulled you in really grabbed you it was just fascinating yeah. it's like wow i remember thinking like wow this is that's that, that's i wonder how true that is that, that could really happen you know and uh so, but it was yeah okay, it's interesting no and and uh i think one of the paleontologists that he uses is this guy named robert backer he's a really really interesting guy i don't know if you if you look up his videos on youtube he's not a guy that's going to like make his own channel type of deal, but he's done a lot of interviews for TV and uh, he talks about, you know, Jurassic park and that while the science that they use in that is not real, uh-huh. the idea that um, what Dr. Grant talks about in, uh, or Timmy talks about to Dr. Grant about being, you know, do you really think that dinosaurs just evolved into chickens? Um, one of the things that mm. that's kind of interesting about that is that that's an actual scientific theory is that, you know, yes, the dinosaurs all died out and we all know that, you know, there's a really big, you know, crater by the Yucatan where some big meteor hit and, you know, all that fun stuff happened, but there's things that survived and those yeah. things that survived, um, you know, those dinosaurs that did survive turned into the birds we have today. That's why we call them non-avian dinosaurs. Mm. You know, we have avian dinosaurs and non-avian dinosaurs. Um, and so it's, it's just so interesting to hear that. And one of the things I saw this, this paleontologist backer talk about was that the genes are still there inside uh. a chicken. Uh. You know, you like the, the dream is not to take a mosquito and like get the DNA out of that, but to take a chicken and go, Hey, where's the gene that turns on and off the teeth? Right. You know, where is the gene that turns on and off the height? You uh. know, where, where are those? That's the, yeah. the more the, 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 if there's like if scientific science fiction becomes science fact, it's in that, uh, realm. You know, of taking birds and their, their relatives and going like, hey, how do we mess with things to make something new? You know, um, yeah, right. that to me is the crazier part. Yeah. No, that's that's fascinating, man. Very cool, man. I, yeah, you're getting, you're getting super technical. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> and and the, the paleontologist, uh, Robert Backard, right? Is that his name you mentioned? Yeah, Backard. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and speaking of which, uh, I know Spielberg brought in like an all-star team here for, uh, you know, to, to, to film this uh, movie, you know, technical advisors and special effects. You know, he brought in, uh, what's the, uh, you know, Industrial Light and Magic, um, Stan mm-hmm. Winston, you know, all these super, super power guys, you know, big, big players in Hollywood uh, for... Um, you know, special effects, and he created the, uh, again, Winston created the animatronic dinosaurs, and you got a guy named mm-hmm. uh, Phil Tippett uh, who supervised on, uh, you know, the dino- they, 
they credited him as the dinosaur supervisor and he created the go motion on, on the dinosaurs for long shots. And then the guy named Michael Lantieri, uh, mm-hmm. to, to supervise the onset effects. Uh, and then again, yeah, Dennis Mirren from industrial light and magic, but he, you know, you had all these guys, man, that, uh, just really, really knew what they were doing and, and they all came together and created this mm-hmm. amazing spectacle that we saw on screen, you know? Yeah, and go ahead. Yeah, that that was such. um, When you were reading those guys' names off, um, I was watching something about, um, and this is not for this podcast. I'd seen this a long time ago. Then I was like, oh, let me find that video. Uh They um, they originally wanted to use animatronics. Okay, they wanted to be claymation. You know, the not claymation, but like puppets that move. And what happened was that um that uh spielberg was shown a a um like a test reel of the t-rex running okay and that that's just the industrial light of magic um of the test reel the the t-rex running and then the gallimimus running as well and he said we need that so they actually used a combination of animatronics and this oh. um this new CGI. I mean, it, it was very new. It was very untested. And so when Spielberg, and you can see this on YouTube, um, when Spielberg saw that, he was like, we need this in the, in the movie. And when the animatronics guys saw this, they said, I think we're going extinct or I think we're extinct. And uh, Spielberg loved that so much. He actually put it in the movie. So there's this point where like Alan Grant and, um, you know, Ian Malcolm and a couple other people are walking up the stairs by the, 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 you know, the one the dinosaurs ruled the earth banner. And, you know, they, (laughs) they say, uh, he says, you know, I think I'm out of a job. And then someone else says, uh, don't you mean going extinct? And that's directly (laughs) from one of these special effects guys seeing what CGI could do. And I think that's part of the magic of, Another part of the magic of Jurassic Park is that um, it still holds up. Like I watched this and know, I mean, there's if you really want, like watching it the other night, you can if you really want to take the most critical eye. Yes, you can see things here, there, and that. <laughs> right. But like if you just zoom out just a little bit, yeah, definitely, it's still really good. It really, like <laughs> really, really good. It really is, man. You know, twenty what is twenty seven years later. Man, yeah. For sure. Um I agree, man. Yeah, and I know that they're like uh the the practical effects as well, like you know, the the water the water um the seismic impact water drops things. Yeah. Uh were the cup. Right. You know, where they, they had to find a like the only thing that would work was the guitar string being plucked. Yes. And then um I saw that. Oh, what else? The the guys in the raptor suit. So the, the raptor suits are literally actors in a raptor suit really yeah there's there's and actors so, inside those raptors yeah that's you, i mean you could go on youtube and find this and um they're a combination of actors in these suits and cgi okay right oh, yeah man. which just goes to show how good the effects were when you can't tell what's the actor and what's the cgi right exactly exactly yeah man. very cool man very cool. And, you know, I don't know if you knew this, Al, the, the pre-production lasted two years, man, 25 months. 
I did not know that. Yes. Um, I knew it was a bit, but I didn't know it was two years. Two years um, of, of doing of this. Unbelievable. And so they finally started filming on uh, August 24th, 1992. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, about, I don't know, what is that, eight months bef- before it released? No, no, 10 months before it actually mm-hmm. released, June of 93. So, yeah, about 10 months later, uh, on the I- Hawaiian island of Kauai, and uh, you know the the movie the story is based in coast off the coast of Costa Rica, but uh, yeah, this imaginary island, Island Nubar, on, on yeah. Costa Rica, you know, off the coast of uh, exactly. What is it? West of Costa Rica, which is kind of like wait, what? Yeah, yeah, it's a great imaginary island, right? I, the mm-hmm. island island Nublar, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so apparently Spielberg um, wanted to. Well, they they were gonna they were going to. Uh, film in Costa Rica, but apparently he had more accessibility, more access to Hawaii, and mm-hmm. uh, he's. I guess he had uh, shot another movie there. He was. He had familiarity, basically. Yeah. And uh, while they were shooting, there was a storm that came through. Man, Hurricane uh, Iniki. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they actually caught sure. footage you, in the you movie. Say it with confidence. People believe you. What's that? Say it with confidence. People believe you. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane Iniki. That's right. There you, you know? go. Yeah. Iniki. Yeah. Uh, so, but apparently the, um, there, the, uh, the, the hurricane came through the island mm-hmm. and they caught some, uh, actual footage from the, from the, uh, hurricane in the movie. So some of that storm that footage the, in the movie. Is that the waves breaking on the, uh, the, the break wall there in believe, the, uh, um, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, so, which was, uh, you, you know, you, and you look at the, uh, the scenery, man, in that movie, it's just beautiful, you know, green, everything's mm-hmm. just perfectly set, right? Perfectly, uh, you know, just, just, uh, it was meant to be, I guess, you know, cause it, it perfectly uh, fit the movie and what this, you, know, you could just imagine these dinosaurs, they look like they're just in their natural state, their natural habitat, you know? Yeah. It, it was just a, a, a nice, it was perfectly shot, man. Perfectly uh, set. The setting was just just right. Well, and also really matches well uh, the island that's described in the book. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. The Have you read the book? No, I haven't read the book. Oh, man. It's a fun read. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I, it's not too long. Um, I mean, the little paperback, it, it looks really thick, but it goes pretty quick. Okay. Um, and uh, he describes the island like that, the tropical, you know, dense jungle. There's also, uh, you know, the, the parts with the, the, the intro of the Brachiosaurus and you see the herd of the Paraphilophosauruses in the background. Um, that um, is described in the book in more detail. Oh, okay, okay, very cool. Mm-hmm. I got to read the book, yeah. man. Oh, the book's fun. I mean, uh, the just some of the ways that the book and the the movie differ. Just the death scenes, the characters. Uh, the book is not PG thirteen. I mean, oh, it's more um, violent. I heard, right? Oh, dude. Uh, so, um, uh, let me, I'll, I'll give away one death. It for those that don't know this one, but um, no Nedry, spoiler. No spoiler. <laughs> well, no, okay, okay, we're gonna do a semi spoiler. But I mean, Nedry dies in both the movie and the book, right? So in the movie, he dies with the Dilophosaurus, which is like this smaller thing with the frills and spits. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very close up and intimate scene between those two. 
you know, in the book, Mm. Um, the Dilophosaurus, and this, this is much more real life. The Dilophosaurus stands at about ten feet tall. Wow. It, um, in the movie, in the book as well, it has the frills, but in real life, it never had the frills. There's no way to indicate that it was, you know, spitting venom. But ah, well, that's a great, you know, artistic license taken on both the book and the movie. And in mm. the the book, Nedry gets um, sliced across the stomach Jeez. after he's been spit in the face. And the book describes it as like he's holding something wet and thick. And you realize that he's holding, he realizes that he's holding his own intestines. Yeah, I was about to say his guts, right? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and geez. then the Dilophosaurus picks him up by the head. But Mike, but Crime's describing it as because he's got the, the venom in his eyes that he's being paralyzed by pain in his eyes and then around his head. And then he felt his body lift up and you're like, Oh my goodness. This dinosaur is picking this guy up by his head. Oh man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I read that. They had to kind of, uh, you know, tame it down a little bit from the book, you know? Well, and, and Crichton did the, uh, screenplay for the movie. So he was the first one to make the big edits and make the big changes, um, but still kept his story very much in there, which is, I think, why you have so much of the science in the movie. Mm. It's not because Crichton, it's not because someone was trying to like add filler, but Crichton wanted to uh, keep um, what made the movie believable um, in the, in the screenplay. I see. Yeah. It totally worked, man. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That I heard, like I read, I read that uh, the book was a uh, you know more violent, and you know they had to take out some of the some of that scene, some of those scenes in there. Um, oh, dude, it it is it. Um, th- there's other characters that have more, much more to do in the story. Uh, some characters live in the movie that die in the book. No spoilers. Some people die in the book that live in the movie. I mean, just, oh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. so good. Right. Yeah. Right, you know, I forgot that uh, Samuel Jackson was in the in the movie. I totally forgot man, about that. Man, hold on to your butt. That's the best quote from that thing, man. <laughs> I mean, really, who doesn't uh-huh. love him? I mean, he's not in there very long, but who doesn't love Samuel Jackson in that movie? Yeah, yeah, he plays a. I totally forgot he was the IT guy, the computer guy. Yeah, the, totally play. He, he totally, man, that guy's good. What a what a good range. He what is. I mean, range. he's just yeah, yeah. He's you know, great in that. He pulled off yeah. a computer, you know, IT guy. <laughs> well, it, it's also oh, how he man. holds on to that cigarette in his mouth and he's going, keystroke fine. And everybody knows that IT guy, that if he could smoke in the office, he would, you know? Oh, man. Totally, totally made it work. But are you familiar with John Williams, Al? I mean the composer, yes. Yeah, um, exactly. And I, I took a little little dive on in, into his work um, uh, when when thinking about this, and um, I was just looking up all the movies that he had done, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot he did. You know, Saving Private Ryan. Um, I mean, everybody knows he does Jaw. He did Jaws, um, but I forgot he did E.T. Schindler's List. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so many great films. Uh, Harry Potter. I had no idea he did Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. Da, 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 da. I, I just 
think that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Superman. I mean, Star Wars. This guy, and he's. I mean, he's a. He does orchestras and symphonies. And just if you amazing, want someone to amazing. If you want someone to give you like a five second jingle that will make you remember a movie. Like he's your man. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. I mean, that's all you need to hear from that one, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Hans Zimmer. I like Hans Zimmer too. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah. No, I'm no. He's kidding. great as well. I don't have any of his, I, I don't, I, I, I don't have anything offhand of him because I'm looking at all John Williams films right now. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly. And he, he, so yeah, again, you know, um, uh, Spielberg he spared no expense when making this movie, man. I mean, he brought in the the cream of the crop, you know, in every in every facet, yeah, of movie making. You know, it seemed like and, well, uh, and and they had just gotten done. The movie before this was uh, Schindler's List, yeah, um, that Spielberg had been working on. So apparently, you know, he would have worked with um, uh, Williams on that, on ET, and and Close Encounters, and the other ones before then. You know. Yep, Home Alone. I mean, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just yep. goes on and on and on. Amazing, amazing man. But uh, yeah, I just thought yep. I'd mention uh, you know John Williams who scored the movie and you know the amazing work he's done. And again, you know Spielberg uh, bringing in the, the the heavy hitters. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean this movie was <laughs> it wasn't cheap to make, man. And again, no. you know it. it grossed over a billion dollars back then i mean that was unheard of right and uh but you know and I, so i kind of want to uh you know, getting into the cast a little bit l you know mm-hmm. it's funny i read that ariana richards the, the little girl the, uh, well not little mm-hmm. girl she i guess she was probably about 13 14 in the movie uh mm-hmm. was she was cast when her scream was the only one to take to awaken spielberg's wife you know, I guess which it, I did not know, yeah. and I think is genius. Right, and her scream yeah. was the only one to awake. And Spielberg's like, "Oh, wait a minute!" He was, she was the only like, one to wake up. My wife, she was sleeping, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's something special, right? You know, but I I, yeah. t- I find that stuff so cool. Like that little those little trivia nuggets when mm-hmm. you know this person was cast because of this, or you know, uh, this, you know, this person something came about because of a, a, a by an accident almost. You know, it's always yeah. funny to 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 kind of observe that yeah. cast. L. Uh, yeah, so it, you know, Ariana Richards. She was cast when. Uh, and uh, her scream was the only one to awaken Spielberg's wife. They brought in a, a few actresses, and he asked them to scream, and she was the only one that woke up his sleeping, napping wife, and which is cool, which, right? Yeah. yeah I think you were saying something, though. No, that's, that's pretty ingenious because, I mean, okay, my I now as a dad react to kids' voices, you know? Yes. And... And I know that my wife reacts more than I do. <laughs> so the fact that like, that like exactly. my, like I was just, I was just thinking about like, if my wife, like if I was doing this and like going through scream, 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 and then my wife woke up, I'd be like, hold on, there's magic in there. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but like I said, man, I always find those little tidbits, those little, uh, you know, how things happen almost by accident, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to cast you because of that, you know, or because you did this and you, you know, you made this happen. Um, mm-hmm. Or, yeah, you know, I always find those little 
those little um, nuggets of trivia are fascinating. You know? um, but then you got uh, Sam Neill, you got Laura Dern, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, Richard Attenborough. I mean, just uh, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, Wayne Knight. It's really cool well, cast. Yeah, and I think that the, the cast just fits so perfectly. Um, I read somewhere that Jim Carrey was thought about for the uh, Ian Malcolm, which would have been yes. really weird. <laughs> I mean, that just... Uh, but when the the casting director like saw Jeff Goldblum, uh-huh. um, and I think that they're just two different types of weird um, and that Jeff Goldblum's weird just fits Ian Malcolm's weird, especially when you read the book. Like you just, you, you think of someone like when I read the book, I was like, okay, this is a weird dude. And then I saw Jeff Goldblum play Ian Malcolm. I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> who I had in my head. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man. Yeah. He yeah. has those, those little one liners, you know, I like when he, uh, when they first, uh, you know, they're, they're on tour and they're out in the, out in the, um, in the countryside, you know, looking at the the dinosaurs and the jeep and what have you, and mm-hmm. um, they get out of the jeep and Goldblum says something about uh, something to the effect of "You son of a bitch, you, you, you crazy son you, of a bitch, you did it, <laughs> you did it, you oh, actually man. did it, yeah, yeah, you actually did it, yeah." Uh, he just yeah. was so yeah, just yeah, it was that was all him, and uh, William Hurt was actually uh, initially offered the role of Alan Grant. And, uh, but turned it down with, I guess he didn't even read the script, turned it down, you know? And, uh, yeah. And there was someone else that was thought about, but then Harrison they hired Ford? Sam Neill. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, which I think would have been really weird as well. Jim Carrey and Harrison Ford on the same stage. That would have been, Oh, that would have been really weird. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just, just for my own, like seeing Sam Neill on, on screen. Um, and this is just, just, total dumbness of a sixth grader, but I don't care because, uh, his name was Alan. I'm Alan. And my, I remember his excitement when he saw the triceratops. That's my favorite dinosaur. And then when he said, that's my favorite dinosaur, I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm Alan Grant. I love this. This is just such a, Oh yeah. Sixth sixth grade. Alan was just like, I want to be Sam Neill. Was it? (laughs) That was the stegosaurus, right? When he was sick. Oh, the Triceratops. Oh, the Triceratops. Sorry about that. The Triceratops, yeah. Yeah, Triceratops. I don't think Stegosaurus made it in this movie. No, right? Okay, this is the Triceratops. Yeah. Oh, man. And how about when he says, uh, Jeff Goldblum? Well, that's one big pile of shit, remember? <laughs> oh, uh, is, uh, but, Or I think his, his, his best line is, you know, life finds a way. And that just leads to everybody going like, wait, what do you mean? Like in the movie, you watch them go like, what do you mean? What's going to happen? How, you know, what is going to happen because of this little, little phrase, life finds a way, you know? Right. And right. then of course you find out they start, you know, dinosaurs are breeding. There's going to be baby dinosaurs, all this other fun stuff. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but, uh, what about, um, I lost my train of thought. The, um, oh my goodness. So yeah, I mentioned Richard Attenborough. He was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that guy, that guy was, he's been on a lot of, lot of stuff. His acting career goes back to the fifties, man. I, I think, and I think he, he recently passed, you know, but, uh, yeah, he passed a little while ago, right? I want to say, uh, let me, I can look him up here. I, uh, I, I want to say he, within the last 
maybe maybe I'm wrong. I think it's been a while, right? 2014. 2014. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Seven years, six years. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but that guy, he's, I mean, he goes back to, you know, his, his career spans, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a long, a long, you know, good. I mean, yeah, back to 1942, you know, mm-hmm. and he, you look at his uh, filmography, he's done a lot of stuff, man. I mean, just, I mean, Gandhi, 1982, you know, Cry Freedom. Oh, I forgot he was in Gandhi. Yeah, man. You know. Uh, Rosebud, 1975, just uh, all kinds of cool stuff, you know. Mm. Doctor Doolittle, 1967, and uh, anyways, you know, it's 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 uh again, you know, everything was everything was just uh, you know, top notch, man. From the cast mm. to the writing to the production to the special effects to the directing, um, it was de- you know, this this mm. movie could there's no way this movie was gonna fail, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it just, it was just the epitome of what you wanted to see in a summer movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that there's, uh, and for me, I'll just say this, for me growing up in that era, being of a certain age, you know, a teenager, preteen to teenager in mid two thousand, mid nineties to two thousands, um, you had this string of blockbusters. First, you grow up in the Disney, you know, you know, golden platinum era, whatever you want to call that. Um, so you know all the the Lion King, you know, yeah. and Aladdin, all that. Uh, but the movies were an event. You know, right. you couldn't download them. You had to wait till VHS. You know, blockbuster was king. Um, Absolutely. So to see a movie was still like a big event and not to say that people don't still go see movies. Um, but you can go see a movie or you can download at your home, right? which I mean, yeah, that, that's still really fun. I mean, it's the same thing as a VHS comes out later, but you just get, you don't have that experience of going to get the physical item. Yes. Um, but uh, there was something about going to the movies that was like this still magic. Not that it's not magic still, but, um, you know, you didn't have the, the, the leaks of what it could be. Like it was all new. Like when I remember watching Jurassic Park last night and there's that part where you, you know, the, you see universal, you see the, the globe and then it's that doom. And then, yeah. you know, the, the, the chorus comes in yeah. and I, I took me back to seeing that in the theater and feeling the bass hit my chest yes. and going, what is about to happen? Right. You know, cause you had no spoilers. You had no leaks. There was nothing other than what was coming at yep. you right then and there. Yep. Yeah. It was first. I just, exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it was, it was just, if there's something to me that captures movie magic, Jurassic Park is one of the epitomes of that, you know? Um, yeah, that is, that is just one of those movies that, and I know this is very personal, but like, it reminds me of being a kid. It reminds me of that, of that summer before I was in junior high school, um, before, you know, junior high school really started. It was still very much a kid. Um, yeah. so yeah, there's a lot of, of my own memories tied to that moment, uh, in time, which I remember Jurassic Park being a part of. No doubt, man. You, you hit it on the head yeah. you know, because you, you know, even myself, I think I'm maybe four, 
four or five years older than you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up in the eighties, mid eighties, you know, mm-hmm. going to watch movies. I remember going to watch Rocky, Rocky four, mm-hmm. you know, Rocky three, you know, gremlins, the goonies, you know, all these classics that came out. And like you said, there, there wasn't, there wasn't the element of, uh, social media or, or uh, you know, Netflix or any, nothing. There was not, there's no way to get that anything was going to be leaked so when you watched it on you know when you watched it when you were sitting there in the movie theater inside the mm-hmm. auditorium you're watching everything was fresh everything was new that you know and yeah. then you had that element of uh it was just a ex- whole experience oh we're going to the movies man it, and that was just so fun yeah. you know it was just the, the well, whole thing man the whole process of going to the movies go ahead yeah. well also like for, for me like my family was poor like we weren't poor we weren't we weren't destitute but we were poor. And so I knew going to the movies was a big deal because it wasn't like the $2 theater on a, you know, on a Saturday morning at 10 AM, you know, like we were going to the movies. We were going to go buy, you know, popcorn and soda and spend way too much money. And that was like the thing. It was going to be, it was a big event in my family because it was going to be spending a couple of dollars. And I could just tell my dad, also, my dad really was, I think my dad is probably the one I should thank for all this because he's the one I'm sure had to convince my mom, like, look, let's go do this. You know, yeah. you know, we have two kids that are going to be totally into my dad, my, my brother and I, and not that my sister doesn't like dinosaurs, but she doesn't love dinosaurs the way I do. <laughs> um, close, but not, not as much as I do. Right, right. She might argue with me on that, but, um, mm. But no, I could I could just hear my dad like trying to convince my mom let's all go see this together as a family, yeah. and my mom is being totally freaked out by the movie. She doesn't she hates anything with stress in it. With with what I'm sorry. With any type of stress or suspense. Uh, oh okay okay yeah yeah no no Disney movies yeah. she's she she covers her eyes at Disney movies so <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's funny, man. It, but um, so. It, I, did you ever see the um, the sequels? I mean, the Jurassic World and so yes, I've seen all of them in theaters. I, I mean, I'm a I'm oh. a I'm a Jurassic Park fan. I've okay. seen all of them in theaters. Uh, I saw Jurassic Park when it came out again for like its 25th anniversary. I made my oh, yeah. uh, made my wife go with me, and afterwards she looked at me and said, "I'm never doing that again." <laughs> Because um, she does not care for uh, anything like like that. It's just not her movie. Really? Um, I'm looking forward to the next one coming out. Um, what is it called? Oh, what is it? Um, oh. Dominion. Um, that will be coming out in 2021. They're shooting now. Really? Um, yeah. No I way. think this I is going to be the last of the full Jurassic Park series. So it'll be a six series uh, movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing a uh, Jurassic world dominion. Okay. And is that, is that directed, directed by Colin Trevorrow? I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that name, but Chris Pratt, you know, Sam yeah, they and, got the, and the, the big news is that they're supposed to have all the original cast back. Yeah. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that here on the, uh, I'll check. Yeah. Uh, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. uh, which Neal. is, is, kind of a crapshoot for me because I don't know uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn because yes it's great to bring all that cast back and it's going to be a little bit of nostalgia but I don't like when when Alan when uh, Sam Neill came back for Jurassic Park 3 uh-huh. it was kind of like I'm glad you're back but I mean this movie's really bad 
Um, <laughs> I, as, as much as a fan I am, I, I, I can be honest. Like, Jurassic Park 1, great movie. Jurassic Park 3, not so great movie. Uh, um, Jurassic Park 2, meh, okay. You know, it had some cool scenes in it, but there wasn't anything that made me go, wow, I'm glad I'm spending a lot of money to watch this in theaters. <laughs> um, Jurassic World was a lot of fun. I really, really? like Jurassic World. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Jurassic World. And then, let me see here. I can't remember the, the fifth one. Um, uh, Jurassic-, Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic uh, Jurassic world fallen kingdom fallen kingdom that's the other one yes. yeah um yeah those were those are both fun movies and i mean you can argue about which one is better or not um i thought they both had really fun premises um when i go into a Jurassic park film um not the first one but everyone other from that i just kind of go cool show me what you got i'm here for fun you know, yeah. it's like the same way that I watched, um, what was the, the giant robots fighting the giant monsters, um, oh. Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. You just go in going, I just want to have fun. That's it. <laughs> like, I know what I'm in for here. Dinosaurs, you know, attacking humans, give me the dinosaurs attacking humans. And if it has a good story, great. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not holding out much. Um, my expectations <laughs> are low. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, but yeah, man. It's uh, so we'll see what happens with this uh, Jurassic World Dominion, man. I'm sure, you, like you said, mm-hmm. you're gonna probably catch that one. And uh, oh no, I'm I'm gonna go to the theaters for that one for sure. And right? uh, whenever it comes out in 2021, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, but may, who knows? Maybe we'll 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 do another uh, episode then, uh, Al, and and uh, you can give us your give us your review, man. I, I would love to do that, man. I'm I'm totally down. <laughs> Just let me know when. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, but Al, man, it's definitely been a, a journey here, uh, sitting here and, and having this conversation with you, and take going back to the early '90s and um, reminiscing about uh, this blockbuster Jurassic Park, man. And you've been very, um, yeah, you know, educational, man, and knowledgeable. Oh, yeah, of course, man. I, I got to uh, like I said, man, I'm going to go check out um, some um, some of your podcasts, some other your other episodes, man, and get uh, learn more about this beer th- beer stuff, man. Craft, <laughs> craft breweries, and because I'm, you know, I've I just you know crack open a, a Modelo, and uh, you know, I don't think much of it, but you know, there's a whole. I mean, world. Modelo's great. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love me a Michelada as, as much as the next guy. Oh, okay? okay. And and I make me a good Michelada. My sister makes a better michelada, but I make a good michelada. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, it, it's hard to beat that on the summer day, you know. Oh, um, but uh, no, I encourage anybody take a look at my podcast. I know nothing about beer is the podcast. I know nothing about beer dot com or um, althebrewer dot com or hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. I, I'm mainly for this type of stuff. I'm mainly active on Instagram at althebrewer. Althebrewer, yeah. Gotcha, man. Yeah. And, I, and I apologize. I forgot to mention your, your website. Oh, no, no. It's all good, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm glad you're plugging it now. That's great, man. I got to yeah, check those no, out. Um, yeah. The, the website is pretty much a placeholder for the podcast. Okay, um, right, right. Yeah. Um, but really, I'm more active. And I'm, I'm really bad at it. I mean, I'm, I'm really bad at social media. Um, Me too. The, the goal, <laughs> my goal this year is to get better at it. 
but having two kids, it doesn't, you know, having two kids plus a podcast, um, is, is just a mix of like, you know, what, you know, after my kids go to bed, how much time do I have left in the day to do stuff? That's really what it is. If I can't fit it in after my kids go to bed, it's probably not happening. You know, just, you know, even, even, man, dude, it's like Saturdays. Are the kids taking a nap? Okay, good. I'll go out there and record a podcast real quick. Come back before they, you know, that that's kind of what it is. You know, yeah. um, I've only got so much time during the day. I've only got so many resources, so I've got to put them where it counts. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, you said you mentioned you have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I have a three and a one, and it's just, man, playing. It's kind of like playing uh, some type of game. I don't know. I can't think of a, a game right now. But Dude, it, you got to fit in, squeeze crazy. in. Man, what's that? No, 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 it's crazy. I get you. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and my kids, my kids don't like to take naps. I don't get it. <laughs> I do not understand it. Like, you are because I, my, my, uh, I've got one that's gonna be four in June, and she has never liked naps. And my one year old never liked naps as well. Now, really? once they're asleep, they're out. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. But, um, June, what yeah. you're, you got your you're boy or girl? Uh, both girls, uh, oh. mid June for my oldest, and then um, March, early March for my youngest. Oh, okay, yeah, my my, my three year old is gonna be four in June on June twentieth. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, it's right around there for my uh, my three year old. Oh, yeah, very cool, man. Very cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's that's pretty pretty uh, what a coincidence, yeah. It's so you know how it is, anyways, man. But you know my my uh, my four year old, she's starting to uh, you know grow up a little bit so she's not napping as much as she was maybe six mm-hmm. months ago or even three six months ago but mm-hmm. she'll take, she'll, she'll take the tough. occasional nap yeah but my one-year-old is starting that nap, nap time man it's tough i know man i know bro yeah yeah man. Yeah. but hey al it's been a heck of a it's been a lot of fun heck of a night man being on here with you and we got to do this again you're welcome anytime you're welcome Thanks, back man i really appreciate that this this has been so much fun i've had such a good time i've got my full setup right now i've got my laptop my screen my mixer my mic out um i've taken a break from the podcast right now so it's nice to be behind the mic there you go. Um, my season three will be coming out later. Um, I haven't even really started recording season three. I've got some people that have said yes, but um, really, I'm just enjoying taking some time off from that. But um, yeah, if anybody wants to find me um, at um, Al the Brewer on Instagram, it's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, but uh, you can find my podcast on Instagram, on, uh, not Instagram, on um, Spotify, iTunes. Um, I use Pocket Cast, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much everywhere a pod, uh, podcast would be. There you go, man. Absolutely. There you there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Al the Brewer, <laughs> check out his uh, his website. Check out his podcast. Check out his Instagram. You you should you will definitely be educated on the art of craft brewing, uh, beer, and the whole community. There's a whole world out there waiting to be explored. Man, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely, it was a lot of fun. Do you know about eight hundred five beer? Yeah, yeah, I've I've had it. Okay. Okay, good. I was about to say, if you like Modelo, like, get yourself some 805. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Or uh, if you want to go local, um, you got Enigran out there. Yes, yeah, Park. Yeah. 
Or, um, oh, you know what? Okay, I just got to make a quick plug. Go um, ahead, go ahead. My favorite place, um, my, my, some of my favorite places out that way. Uh, have you been to Institution? Man, that's funny. I drive by there every day. Dude, <laughs> you got to stop by Institution. I, I will. It is such a good spot. I will. I will. I promise you that, man. I've been trying to get in there. I will do that soon, Al. What, where, what, okay. other, what other spot? Institution, and then the place where I used to pour, and anybody that listens to my podcast, listen, oh, you're going to say it, but uh, Wade's, uh, Wade's Wines, um, they have a great spot. Uh, if you need a good date night, go to Wade's Wines. Where's that Just at? letting you know. Uh, it's in Agora Hills. Oh. Um, dude, yeah, check it out. Um, okay. It's got uh, about 103 beers on tap. Oh all craft, um, you know, it's got, uh, last I remember, 32 wines on tap. Um, I believe really? they've got a speakeasy or something now. What? Um, yeah, man, it's a great spot. It's hard to find. Wade's but, Wines. Um, Wade's Wines. Okay. It, it is, you mean, it's not listed anywhere on uh, online or anything like that? Or? Oh, no, it's, it's listed online, but it's, just, okay. it's next to this public storage. And so you got to go like on the southbound side of the freeway on that side. It's on this like, like not service street. It's just like you, I can't remember what the street name is, but you turn when you see the public storage sign into that and you go in that like public storage area, but not just, just look it up on Google maps. I'll look it up, um, yeah. But, but Wade's wines is my spot. Um, awesome. I just Thank love you. that place. Hit it up. It's such a great spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need a good date night, man. You know, I need a good man, spot. It's a great spot. Okay. Do it. Tell them. I, I don't think anybody there is. I, I wonder if people there are working there still. Um, but no, it's a gr- that I, I was working there. But um, it's a great spot. I love it. Awesome, man. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll check that out, man. So, yeah, they've got two spots, man. I'm going to hit up and I'll let you know when I do. It's uh, Wade's Wines and uh, the Institution. Institution. So. Yeah, Absolutely. my my buddy's the uh, the head brewer there, and so I I always like to to, to give that out a little shout out. So he's the head yeah. brewer where? At institution. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's his name? I'll, well, you can tell me later if you want. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Don't worry. You're you're not going to see him. He hates people, and he would love me saying that. So don't worry <laughs> about it. But uh, he's just a, he like I love this place, and he genuinely makes good beer, which okay. is what I love about that place. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, Thank you for those and for uh, those tips. And uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the '90s Galore podcast. I thank you for being here. Thank you for going on this journey with my friend Al the Brewer and I. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Drop me uh, a line. Write me a review. Give me some five stars. Give me some love. Just tell me how much you like the show. And uh, I always appreciate that. You know that. Uh, Again, thanks to our uh, listeners who gave me those reviews to our shout outs earlier on in in the podcast here. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at 90s underscore galore and on Twitter at 90s galore. Uh, Again, you guys are always uh, welcome to uh, drop me a line and hit me up. I, I always love the feedback, love the input and the interaction with the with the audience. So you guys are the best. Uh, as for um, the next week, we should be back um, better than ever on the '90s Galore podcast for Al the Brewer. Uh, we thank you again, myself, Andy Zaldivar. We are signing off against, and uh, always remember to take it easy